Amen. 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 Uh, Philippians chapter three. Finally, my my brethren, rejoice in the Lord. For me, for me to write the same things to you is not tedious, but for you it is safe. Beware of dogs. Beware of evil workers. Beware of mutilation. For we are the circumcision who worship God in the spirit, rejoice in Christ Jesus, and have no confidence in the flesh. Though I also might have confidence in the flesh, if anyone else thinks he may have confidence in the flesh, I more so. Circumcised the eighth day of the stock of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of the Hebrews, concerning the law, a Pharisee, concerning zeal, persecuting the church, concerning the righteousness, which is the law, blameless. But what things were gained to me? These I have counted lost for Christ. Yet indeed, I also count all things lost for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish, that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is from the law, but that which is through my through faith in Christ, the righteousness which is from God by faith, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection, resurrection, and the fellowship of his sufferings, being conformed to his death, if by any means I may attain to the resurrection from the dead. Twelve. Not that I have already attained or I am already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold of that which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. I press forward sorry, I press towards the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Therefore, let us, as many as are mature, have this mind. And if, any, and if in anything you think otherwise, God will reveal even this to you. Nevertheless, to the degree that we have already attained, let us walk by the same rule. Let us be of the same mind. Brethren, Join in following my example and note those who, who saw walk. As you have us for a pattern, for many walk of whom I have told you often and now tell you even weeping that they are the enemies of the cross of Christ whose end is destruction, whose God is their belly and whose glory is in their shame, who set their mind on earthly things. For our citizenship is in heaven, from which we also eagerly wait for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our lowly body that it may be conformed to his glorious body, according to the working by which he is able even to subdue all things to himself. Amen. Amen. We bless God for um, the Lord bless you. Thank you so much. Uh, Minister Patricia, thank you so much, Lady Rachel, um, for such glorious thing that you are doing for all souls gathering. Finally, brethren, he said that um, Philippians chapter 3, I want us to um, have a look at something here that are we all ready for the word of God? I want to know. I want to make sure yeah. this place yeah. looks very silent for me. <laughs> so I want to make sure that um, everybody is ready. Okay. So, um, yeah. Okay, we thank God. 
so the Bible said that um, last week in Philippians chapter 2, we learned of one thing that is being of one mind. We learned of one thing. He said that we as a family, we are meant to be of one mind, that our minds are together. We are of one mind. There is nothing else. We are of one mind. We as a family, we are of one mind and we serve each other with lowliness of heart. And that which I would say that those, um, the one that doesn't want to be part of the family, yes, that is not our energy. We are a family. And that is where my energy or our energy is. So we have learned about the theme. So chapter two spoke about the theme of oneness of mind, not just being together. You know, sometimes people are one based on benefits. For example, most of us people, some people enter into associations because of benefits or you are at one with your manager. You know, your manager is very racist. You know it, that your manager is very racist, but you are at one with him because of the salary at the end of the month. So you don't have a choice. But if you have a choice, you know what? You could have gotten his head and pointed. No, I'm not saying that, but you know, let's continue. So. The Bible says that one mind, but this type of one mind, we are one mind because we are people of God. We are people of God. Verse number three, uh, chapter three says, finally, brethren, rejoice in the Lord. Rejoice in the Lord. For me to write the same thing to you is not tedious, but for you, it is safe. For me to write the same thing to you, um, kindly give me just a second. So Apostle Paul said that, thank you. So Apostle Paul said that chapter three to the church in Philippi, he tells them that they should rejoice. And he says, rejoice in the Lord. Rejoice in the Lord. Rejoice in the Lord. Now, when we talk about rejoicing, there are many a times we have the world kind of rejoice or being excited about something, having an inner sense of joy about something. So we have the world kind of joy and we also have the Christ-like joy. And when we talk about the Christ-like joy, Apostle Paul is giving us an instruction. Apostle Paul is giving us a doctrine that the, the Christian is also meant to be joyous. The Christian is meant to be joyous. So what does, it, what does Apostle Paul say? Apostle Paul saying that rejoice in the Lord. Rejoice in the Lord. So to rejoice in the Lord here means that your joy is not connected to that of the world. Your joy is not connected to what your eye sees now. But your joy is connected to the, the God you serve or the things of the spirit. Our happiness, our excitement. 
he said that it should be in the Lord. So many a time, um, I don't know maybe if anyone has got into this place, but I'm going to explain it deeper so that we would understand what Apostle Paul meant by the word we rejoicing in the Lord. So when you see from chapter one, chapter two coming, um, Apostle Paul was praising them. Now he tells them to be of one mind. And this time around, he enters into what we call um, the things of the spirit, the things of the spirit. That is um, the, the Christian spiritual life, the Christian spiritual life. And Paul said that the Christian is meant to have a joy. And this is a kind of joy that is not related to what we see with our eye, but a joy that is related to things unassailable, unchanging, that is relation to our sovereign Lord. So your joy is not related to the, the circumstances of life. I know there are people who rejoice when maybe their team wins. There are people who rejoice when maybe um, they, are, they, are, they get a parcel or they get a gift on their birthday. And that is where they become joyous. But in the church or in Christ too, the Lord expects us to rejoice. The Lord also expects us to celebrate him in joy. This evening, the Lord expects you to be so excited about the thing that he does in your life. So he says, rejoice, rejoice. And when we talk about rejoice, it means that we should be excited in the things of God. We should be excited in the things of God. We should be excited in the word of the Lord. So your excitement is not related to only the world. By rejoicing in the Lord here means that you are celebrating the word of God. You are celebrating the things of God. So when we meet like this, and maybe we are singing worship songs, our joy is not related to the circumstances of life. So when you come in here, the yoke of the world should not be part of you here. Amen. When you come in here, maybe you may be disappointed in one way. Maybe you went, you failed, the world failed you. Or maybe you went through a challenge at that time. Well, as soon as you step in here, hey, world, have your problem. I'm in the house of God. Yes. I, 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 I am... I am not just in the house of God, but I, wherever I find myself, I rejoice in God. That is one thing you need to understand. So when we talk about rejoicing in the Lord, it is not just situational, but it is something that we do all the time. Why do I rejoice in the Lord? Because the spirit of God is in me. Maybe you are at work. Something bad happens to you at work. You can get to the bathroom and begin to declare, I celebrate you, Lord. I celebrate you, Lord. I bless you, Lord. I bless you, Lord. I give you praise for the glory. All things are working together for my good. All things are working for my perfection. All things are working for my praise. All things are working for my good. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. When the Bible talks about rejoicing, is it that rejoice in the Lord? Rejoice in the Lord. That is in your body. Rejoice in the Lord. 
things may be extremely negative, but he says rejoice in the Lord. One of the challenges of many Christians, of many people, many believers is that we don't know how to rejoice in the Lord. Why? Because we load ourselves with our failures. We load ourselves with our challenges. We load ourselves with, with, with the curse of this world. But in the midst of all that, Apostle Paul tells us that I should rejoice. And I should rejoice in this body. Why should I rejoice in this body? Because God, the Holy Spirit of God, lives in this body. And let me say this. When we talk about rejoicing here, it is not only when you come to church. It is not only here. In your house, move about. Celebrate the Lord. Celebrate the Lord. Maybe you had bad news. Celebrate the Lord. Don't live in misery. Don't live in 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 in, in um, uh, being so dismantled about life. Do no, you are you are far above it. You rejoice. So that is what Apostle Paul says. He says that my brethren rejoice in the Lord. Wherever you find yourself, you rejoice. You don't rejoice because of what you have gotten. You rejoice in the Lord. And what do we mean by rejoice in the Lord? Let's open our Bibles to Hebrews chapter four, verse number two. I would like us to see something there. Amen. Amen. For indeed, for, for indeed, the gospel was preached to us mm. as well as to them. The word which they heard did not profit them, not mm. being mixed with faith in those who heard it. Amen. Praise the Lord. So, yeah. Apostle Paul said that the same gospel I am preaching to you, the people of Israel, the people that he was talking about was when God was taking them out of Egypt to the promised land. When God was taking them out of Egypt to the promised land, let me humbly say this. Only Philippians chapter three, Philippians chapter three, verse one, it can end my message for today. Or I can finish it within, within the next hour. So he said that in Hebrews chapter four, verse two, he says, and the same gospel that was preached to them. He's talking about the people of Israel when they were leaving Egypt to the promised land. When they were dying, God was, they were dying just anyhow on the land or on, on the wilderness. And they complaining and murmuring, complaining and murmuring, complaining and murmuring all the time, complaining, all the time, complaining, all the time, complaining and murmuring. And that is how some Christians are always complaining, always murmuring, always complaining, complaining, 24-7, complaining, complaining and murmuring. And that is all that they were doing, complaining every day. It's like every day there is a problem, every day lamenting. Now Apostle Paul says that, they couldn't receive the miracles of God because they were not mixed. Their words were not mixed with faith. They didn't mix the gospel with faith because the word of God did not profit them. So the reason why most, of, most believers are not profiting from the word of God is because we don't mix the word with faith. We don't, it don't promise us, it don't profit us. Because we don't, we, don't, we, don't, we don't attach it with faith. And what is faith? Faith is a conviction. Faith is conviction. So God will speak the word to you 
if it does not, it, if it is not mixed with faith, it will not work. I want to repeat this. God will speak his word. If the word is not mixed with faith, it will not work. It wouldn't. What do I mean by mixing the world with faith? For example, I hear the word of God and I celebrate the word. Testimony that God said I will give birth to a baby girl. And as soon as I left the place, I started buying female things. Why? Because the word was mixed with faith. Because at the same time, we also prophesied. I've also given a prophetic word to someone that she would give birth. And the person got um, twins. Listen to me very well. The person was impregnated with twins, but she had a miscarriage. Yes. She had a miscarriage. That same year. Yes. That same year, someone got pregnant with twins. The person had a miscarriage. But the same year too, someone received a prophetic word that you do this. And the person mixed it with faith. I started buying female stuffs. And I got it. So how do I mix the word of God with faith? You mix it by rejoicing in the word. So when you come here, you hear the word. You don't leave. You listen to me. I want to declare that we don't have a church life and we have a home life. You got to understand that. We don't have a church life and that we have a home life. Otherwise, you are going to be dictated by the, the spheres of this world or the, the precepts. That is why you are afraid of coronavirus. That is why. Because you are allowing the world to dictate. You are allowing the world to dictate for you. So to rejoice in the Lord means that God has spoken his word. God has spoken his word and I believe it. I am not a failure. I am not sick. I cannot fail. I cannot be sick. All the days of my life, I am moving in the power and in the might of God. I am full of the spirit of God. I am full of the might of God. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. So if greater is he that is in me that is he, than he that is in the world, he's telling me so simple that great, if the greater man lives in me, and he is greater than what is in the world. He is greater than coronavirus. So I am greater than coronavirus. That is what he's telling me. I don't need to know science. I don't need to know science. Science don't need to teach me. So the reason why they were not able to mix, they were not able to receive the miracles of God is that the word of God was not mixed with faith. And that is what this evening I came to tell you that before we can ascend to a new dimension of our lives, we have to understand that you are mixing your words, the words you hear here, you mix them with faith. That is when we talk about faith, don't go too far. Faith is not an abstract word. Listen to me. What is the meaning of faith? The same way if a young lady tells you, if a young guy tells you, I love you, you're, you are so mesmerized and it's like you are carried away. That is the same thing about faith. Love the word of God. That is the same way. <laughs> there is no difference. 
When we talk about faith, faith is not you trying to be somebody else. No, what faith simply means is that love it. It's like be carried away, be carried away with the word. That's it. Not with your mind. Don't live in, don't believe in this earth by your mind. Live by the word. The word of God is final. So many a time we allow reasoning. Listen to me. There are a lot of us. We allow reasoning. Allow reasoning to be more than ourselves. We allow reasoning. How can this be? Or even as I'm teaching right now, maybe you're on your phone. Yes. So the love is not there. So you cannot say that being rejoicing in the Lord here means that I rejoice in his word. So if I see around me, everything is very negative. But what is the word of the Lord saying? So when I rejoicing in the Lord here means that I don't, I see this physically, but my spirit does not see that. That is the meaning of rejoicing. I see this physically, but my spirit does not see. So you may see me as poor, but my spirit does not see that as poor. You may see me as a failure, but my spirit does not see it. My spirit does not see as I am a failure. You may see that I am cursed, but my spirit does not see that. So that is my conviction. And when you understand this conviction, you get to know. I will never be a beggar. You declare to yourself with conviction. Declare to yourself, I will never beg in my life. I will never beg in my life. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. So this is what Apostle Paul says. He says, rejoice in the Lord. So how do I rejoice in the Lord? I rejoice in the Lord at his word. His word, he speaks to me. And many a time, you know the funny thing? Human beings, sometimes we try to grow more than the word of God. Yes. So there are a lot of Christians, they have grown more than the word of God. They, it's like the word of God is so light. The efficacy of the word. There are a lot of things that God does that natural mind cannot comprehend. Yes. Not to talk about the ministry of angels. So the reason why sometimes when I came to London, I was seeing something here. I remember, you know, my, my wife will tell you like how I study the word. It's like, and sometimes I'll be, I'll be texting my pastors in Ghana. Like, this is what I found. And we are all very happy. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. But normally, many a time, I can't do that in London. Because the curse of the land is more on us than the word. But this family, we will revive. Amen. So we rejoice in the Lord through his word. So someone will say, can you see what I found in the word today? Can you see one thing I found? You hear it. And I remember the first time I got hold of greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. And I got a revelation that it means that that which is in you, the world cannot contain it. Oh, I was blasting in my room. I was like, I was blasting in my room. It means that the one that is in me, the world cannot contain it. So I carry more than a heavy weight in my spirit. I am not normal. Mm. 
So when you get hold of these revelations, mm. you celebrate in the Lord. You don't put your God in a vacuum. No, you don't allow God, you don't allow your thinking to place God in a vacuum. You can't do that. God cannot be placed in a vacuum. Your thinking cannot limit God. No. So this evening, I came to encourage you. I came to open your eye that leave the realm of thinking for yourself. Leave the realm and let your thinking be in the word. Think into the word by rejoicing 24-7. You are rejoicing 24-7. You are rejoicing. Can you imagine? A Christian would say, why are you so down today? Hmm, I heard bad news. So, hmm, today, the bad news that I heard. Hey, 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 London. Hey, what is about to happen? Hmm. So you, it, it dawns on your spirit. No. You wake up in the morning, you hear news. <laughs> there is an economic crunch. You don't even understand the economic. How much less the crunch? There is an economic crunch. Hey. London is bad, <laughs> London is evil, Then you take a phone, you call your friend. Have you heard what is in the news? <laughs> Have you heard what is happening? You call your family members in Ghana. Hey, you people should prepare, I'm coming home. <laughs> so we are carried away hmm. by the curse of the world. My but God. Apostle Paul said that in the midst of that, hmm. know who you are yes. and know where you are coming from. Yes. By rejoicing in the Lord. And he goes ahead to say, he said that these are the same things. Uh, my, my time will be ending very soon. When my time ends, I will continue next week. He said that for me to write this thing to you is not tedious. But for you, it is safe. Beware of dogs. Beware of, beware of evil workers. Beware of the mutilation. He gives them four words here. Number one, rejoicing in the Lord. And number two, for us to be aware, for us to be beware, to be cautious of some certain kinds of people. For us to be cautious of some certain kinds or some certain groups of people. Number one, he uses the word beware of dogs. Beware of dogs. And why did Paul, Apostle Paul use the word dogs? He used the word dogs at that time because at that time, dog was um, a scavenger that is anyone that feeds on filthy things dogs were scavengers at that time they fed on filthy things they were very noisy they were very noisy and also they were known as um, animals that are not allowed among um, a, a serene place or a serene environment so that is why Apostle Paul used the word, beware of dogs. And what does it mean that, listen, let me tell you this. Anything that you feed on, you produce it. I want to tell you this. Anything that you feed on, you produce it. You, anything you feed on, that is what you produce. So every time, what are you yielding your mind to? What are you yielding your mind to? Someone can have a friend and all the friend does is that call you. Have you, heard of, have you heard of what has happened to this man of God? Have you heard of what has happened to this man of God? Have you heard of what has happened? Somebody might send you a WhatsApp message. Have you heard of this? Have you heard of that? Apostle Paul said that beware of these people. Mm. Beware. 
Beware. Apostle Paul says that be cautious of these people. Because listen to me, brethren. Your Christian life is meant to be a life of peace and joy. Anything that is devoid of that, don't accept it. Yes. I want to repeat this. Anything that is devoid of the peace of God and the joy of God, there must be a peace. Peace is a spirit. The, the Hebrew word shalom, shalom is, 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 is a boundary, is a pavilion. It's a pavilion. So anything that is devoid of that, don't accept it. Always nagging. No, don't accept it. Always murmuring. Don't accept it. So that is what Apostle Paul says. Beware of dogs. Because there are people that they are fed on, they are fed on filth. And what do they do? They back. So check on social media. They back. They back filthiness. And what do I mean by filthiness? Filthiness may sound good to the natural mind's eye, but when you compare it with the word of God, it doesn't sound good. I got angry this week. I got very angry. Why did I get angry? A man of God hosting a program, uh, demonic prayer against marriage because somebody proposed to someone and a spirit came on it. I'm like, this is stupid. Very stupid. Why do I have to waste time praying against a demon of marriage? That is stupid. Because greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Period. I don't need anything to know. So that is what I want to tell you tonight. That anything that is devoid of peace and joy, don't go for it. Yes. Anything. And this is where you must declare your stance. Don't compromise. Declare your stance. Don't compromise. That I am living the joyous life, anything that is devoid of joy, you can't get me there. Anything that is devoid of peace, you cannot find me there. The word of the Lord is final, and that is it, in spite of everything. So Apostle Paul says, beware of those. You have to beware of them. How many friends that sometimes the friends we spend four hours on phone with, Ask yourself at the end of the day, what am I getting from it? What am I getting from it? So that is what you need to understand. I want to repeat this. We don't live this world by lottery. Listen, this world is not being lived here as a lotto mm. that we stick and waiting for the time we are going to win. No. You live this life by choice. Yeah. So that is what the Bible says that by the you are ghosts, but sometimes by the ignorances of men, you will die like a natural man. Mm. But if you understand you are God, so you can tell me that, oh, I am in London, you can't get a right man to marry. You can't get a good man, a good woman to marry because they are wicked. Women are wicked in this country. Men are wicked. No. You can declare your stance, even if it becomes very difficult. When it is time for me to marry, God will send an angel. That is my belief. Mm. That is my belief. God will send an angel. So tonight, I want you to sh shut reasoning. Shut it tonight. Shut reasoning. You are thinking too much. Shut it. 
and come to the place of peace, come to the place of joy. Always you have been Mr. Right and Mrs. Right. <laughs> Congratulations. You will always be angry. <laughs> it can always not be right. Mr. Perfect, Mrs. Perfect, God bless you. But it will not be perfect. Rejoice in the Lord. And rejoice in the peace of the Lord. Be light. Don't be too religious. Be light. Rejoice in the Lord. This is what my God says. I am born of God. And I have overcome the world. I'm not a failure. I'm not a curse. All your mindset. People are wicked. Oh, people are wicked. Oh, people are wicked. Oh, people are wicked. Oh, people are bad. Oh, people are wicked. Oh, people are wicked. That is all that you know. Take it out tonight. Rejoice in the Lord. Amen. I want you to understand the supremacy of God. Amen. I want you to understand the all-powerful nature of God. Don't limit God. Mm. Don't limit God. As we are growing in the things of the Lord. He says rejoice. So the circumstances of life can never affect me. No, never. The circumstances of life. Sometimes you declare to yourself. They can never affect me. They can never affect me. As I'm bringing my word to a close. I want you to know tonight. That God wants us to rejoice. Mm. Not a rejoice of the world, yeah. but a rejoice that is in his word. That is it. That is the emphatic word that Paul gives to them. He said rejoice, but not just a rejoice or not just a joy that its source is from the world. Mm. But this time around a joy that its source is in Christ Jesus and in his word. So what does it mean? He has come that I might have life and have it more abundantly. So what is God telling me? I may not have one pound today. It seems that all my friends are going down me, but hey, I have life mm. and I have the abundance of God. Mm. I have life yes. and I have the abundance of God. Amen. The world cannot dictate for me. The world cannot define for me. Amen. You know, sometimes you may program your life, mm. but God has his own program for you. Yes. You may define your life. At the age of 23, I'll do this. At the age of 24, I will do this. But you will realize that even that is when you'll be crashing and coming down and coming down. But mm. all things. So when you experience something like that, you declare to yourself that all things are working for my good. All things are working for my good. He owns the whole world in his hand. He knows our exit. He was aware of my entrance and he knows when I will exit the earth. He knows it. So rejoice, brethren. Let's have a glorious joy in the Lord, especially in this month and in this moment. That everywhere is down. You are different. In your bathroom, you celebrate the Lord. In your room, you don't say that I'm a sinner. You are not a sinner. No, you are not. Don't tell the world that it's because of the sins of the world. That is why coronavirus is killing people. You are not part of them. You are not. 
you thank God wherever you find yourself. In the midst of your failures, use your failure to thank God. Yes, use your failure to thank God. Thank God for your failures. Thank God. He knows why he did that. All things are by him. All things are for him. All things are through him. Apostle Paul said that, and all things will end up in him. Can I ask you a question? Do you know that Satan was created by God? Yes. If Satan was created by God, why should I worry myself? All things are by God. And all the glory ends up in him. Whilst I'm here, he can tell me tomorrow, Seth, you are done. The Lord bless us tonight. Amen. As we are rejoicing in the Lord and in the power of his might and in the grace that he 